Welcome to the snooze button. Hey, I'm Brittany of Brittany She and Sleep. I've got 99 problems, but my kid sleeping isn't one. Hello, my friends and lovers. It is time for another episode of the snooze button. I'm your host, Brittany Sheehan of Brittany Sheehan Sleep. So we took a little snooze last week because I wanted to highlight the podcast that I was featured on last week, which was so much fun to do. Um, I was actually approached by a former client of mine asking me to do it. Um, I'm going to link it in this podcast episode so you can take a listen if you want. It's called A Day in Her Life. And she picks interesting, I mean, I'm assuming she thinks I'm interesting, interesting women um, across the country and has us walk her through a day in our life to get a sense of what we're all doing. And I thought it was really fun to do. And I've also had so much fun listening to the other other people's episodes too, just to, you know, kind of get a sense of what's going on. I loved it. So thank you, Ellie, for having me. So today I was inspired to talk about this topic because I've had not one, but two calls this week, so far this week, with former clients who we had secured their child's door when they were a toddler, they were in a bed, um, and they're coming back with, you know, different kind of follow-up questions as their kids are getting older. But one of the big ones for both of these families that they wanted to discuss was like, at what point do we stop securing the door? And how exactly do we go about doing that? So I thought, you know what, this is a topic that so many people are going to have questions about. Let's let's talk about it. So I will start by saying, if you are not clear on my stance on securing doors for toddlers who are in beds, I want you to go stop right now. Go listen to the episode that I'm going to link in the show notes here as well. Um, that is called Locked Up Raw Toddler Edition. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. Have you guys ever seen that show, Locked Up Raw? For some reason, my husband Alex and I, it was like before we had kids. We went through a phase for a year. We like loved watching Locked Up Raw. I don't know why. It's kind of weird and kind of depressing. Um, it's about people in jail. But it's just, you know, it's like the inside look at like this maximum security and like, you know, the, the different teams and gangs and all the stuff that goes on. It, it is fascinating. Anyway, I digress. That's why I gave it that name. But go back and listen to that episode because I will talk in detail about exactly why I suggest securing the door for toddlers who are sleeping in a bed. And there are some very, from my perspective, very insightful and profound reasons why you do it. Um, for the purpose of this episode, so I don't get too into the weeds and just repeat what I've already said, go listen to that. Now we're talking about your door has been secured for your child and you're just wondering like how and when do we stop doing this? So here is what I will say. Assuming you have all of that intel, your child's door is secured and that is your question. Never before the age of four. I feel really strongly for the reasons that I explained in that episode that two and three-year-olds should have their doors secured in their rooms. Obviously, it's your child. It's your choice. Um, and if I have clients who are like adamantly against that, like that's their choice. I'm not making anyone do anything, but I lay out my reasoning. Um, 99% of the time, they're like, oh yeah, now that you say it like that, totally get it. Um, but if they don't, like that's their choice. But I do not suggest it before the age of four. So that's the first thing you're looking at. Is my kid at least four years old? Now, now it's on the table as an option. So the biggest thing that you need to think about is how you think they're going to respond when they are able to leave the room. So this is what I was talking to one of the families that we had this conversation yesterday. They, you know, when I have my one-on-one clients have follow-up calls with me, I will ask in the, the booking when they book, like, what are we going to be talking about? What are your questions? Just so I can take a minute to review everything and I'm prepared to speak to whatever they want to get into. 
and they said something along the lines of, you know, she's four now, like, but I know if we take the door monkey off, she's just going to run out of the room a hundred times. Like, that's who she is as a person. And like, I don't even think we're going to be able to keep her in the room if we do that. So we got on the phone. I was like, you guys, you just answered your own question. And of course, we talked through all this other stuff. But I was like, if you don't feel confident that you have a child who could respect that boundary and comply with a new rule, then it's not time yet. And I think this is one of the bajillion things in parenting where it's like, well, this kid did it at this age and this kid did it at this month and whatever. Like, why isn't my kid? Because every kid is different, right? And it's something I even say to my oldest now and because he's the one that really understands this, like fair doesn't mean the same, right? Um, And I have clients who are young four-year-olds who very much do understand and can respect a boundary like that. And I have four-year-old clients who very much cannot. They're just not there yet. And that is okay. It's the same as night training in that sense. Like, yeah, some kids are waking up dry in their pull-ups when they're two years old. Awesome. That's great for them. Some are waking up with wet pull-ups when they're seven. Awesome. Great for them. Every kid is different, right? So don't feel like if you have a you know a three and a half year old where the door is secured and four is creeping up and you're thinking well I'm supposed to take it off when they're four and I don't think they're ready they might not be ready right so the first thing you're going to think about is your kid and think about what it's going to look like okay they've been sleeping well with the door secured everything's hunky-dory I think if I take it off and I explain it to them and we walk through da 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 they're going to get it and you know they might test it once or twice but they're going to get it they'll stay in the room then you're ready if you were having the reaction that family did yesterday when they thought about it they're not ready yet okay so that's the biggest thing if you do feel like you have a child who can respect that boundary and all that good stuff then and they're at least four years old then what i want you to do is explain to them the day that you're going to make this change what's going on. I really don't suggest like just take it off and kind of like see if they stay in the room because you're not giving them a heads up. You're not explaining what you want them to do. You're not giving them any rules. You're just you're just eliminating a boundary and like crossing your fingers. So either what's going to happen is they won't respect it and instead of you having something that you've laid out to them like this is what will happen if you do x y and z so here's what you need to do you're going to be annoyed they're coming out what are you doing da 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 da. and now you're interacting with them at 9 p.m it's like you didn't really have a plan because you were just kind of hoping they wouldn't come out right maybe that happens night one or maybe they don't notice right away but then they do notice two weeks later and they're like sweet and so every night you're kind of like i wonder when they're going to figure this out when they're going to come out what's going to happen that we're not trying to surprise anyone right and i think in general with kids you know, we want them to respect us, so we need to respect them too. And part of respect is being kept in the loop. I'm not saying you need to walk them through the nuances of fire safety and why we secure doors and your cognitive development at this point, we think no. But kids deserve to know like what's going on in their life, right? What, and when you're making a change. So what I would do is you're explaining it to them the night before. And I wouldn't do it probably like, you know, I wouldn't like take it off as you're leaving the room and be like, by the way, I'm taking this off. Bye. I would like maybe you discuss it at dinner or before the bedtime routine. But I want you to position this like a privilege and a responsibility. Is there anything kids like more than being told they're big enough and old enough and strong enough and smart enough, whatever, to do something? So you're going to sit them down and say, we've been really proud of you. You're doing a great job following rules. I see. And these are the things you're looking for to determine if they're ready. If you say don't touch the stove, can you sit in this chair while I go do X, Y, Z, and they can't do it, this kid is not, they're not ready to respect a boundary yet, and that's okay. But you're going to sit them down and say, we think you're capable of this now, 
because you are such a big girl, such a big boy, we think that you are big enough to stay in the room without needing the door monkey or the lock or what, however you're securing the door, the gate. That's because we trust you and we trust that you're going to stay in your room. So nothing's going to change. You're going to stay in your room until mommy and daddy come to get you in the morning or, you know, whatever, whatever the rule has been in the past. Um, and if there is something that's going to be changing with using the bathroom, it might be like if you need to go pee your poopy, you know, you can come out to the bathroom. Otherwise, you stay in your room. And this is, again, we're making sure that kids have autonomy with the bathroom. The bathroom is not a gateway drug to get to hang out with you more and to run around in the house, right? It's just you, they would be able to go on their own. They wouldn't need an adult to really be involved and get back into bed. Um, and we trust that you can do this. Now, if you have trouble with this rule and you are not able to stay in your room, we are going to have to put the door monkey back on. But I don't think we're going to have to do that. I think I think you're going to be good. You're going to do a great job. Blah, 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 blah. We're really proud of you, right? So you're giving them a heads up. You're explaining what the expectations are. And then you're making it very clear that if they do not handle these expectations well, you're going to put the door monkey back on. So I think it's really important to phrase that properly. And you know your own kid, like use your own wording. But you want it to sound to your kid like this isn't a punishment. It's just that you need to stay in your room. So before you were little and we used the door monkey to keep you in your room because you were little and you needed that boundary to be physical. You needed to basically be stopped from leaving. We think you don't need that anymore, but we still need you to stay in the room. So it's not a punishment if you come out and we have to put it back on, but it's to keep you safe, right? And we are helping you if you are showing us that you are not ready to respect that rule quite yet. So here's the next important thing. So you take it off that night or whatever. They've been told what you expect them to do. It's all very clear, right? There might be some pushback the first night, okay? They might, you know, open it a crack and peek their little eye out and see what you're going to do. You are going to do whatever you have done in the past, you know, sleep training and and connection-wise and phrase-wise, whatever you do. But let that slide the first night if things are happening. Sit them down the next morning and say, remember, we were not going to, you know, come out, whatever you need to say. Reinforce, if this happens again tonight, we're going to have to put the door monkey back on. We're going to have to put the lock back on, whatever it is, right? Let's give them a one-day free pass to kind of see what's going to happen, okay? And now you're kindly but firmly letting them know that's not going to fly. And if it happens again, the door monkey's going back on, okay? Second night, if they do do it again, it goes back on. And not only goes back on, it goes back on for three months at least, because another trap I've seen a lot of families fall into is they think the child's ready, seems like they are, sometimes they test and come out, sometimes they don't, and it becomes like a choose your own adventure every night. And it's used as a threat, right? Like if you guys don't stay in the room, we're putting on the, the lock, we're putting, no, this isn't meant to be a punishment. It's not meant to be a threat. It is black or white. Either you are able to listen to us and follow this rule or you're not. You tell me. Okay, so if they can't follow the rule, we're going to put it, put it back on for a little bit. Because this isn't a game, it's just us trying to understand if you're ready to respect this boundary. So it's not every night we decide what we're going to do, right? So you put it on for three months or more, and then you reassess as parents, do we feel like this is the right time to try again, right? And I think too, remember, don't feel bad or frustrated if it doesn't work. The first time they do come out a lot and you have to put it back on, that's fine. And you know what? They're going to really believe you the next time when you take it off, right? So let's imagine you did it, you know, tomorrow. And then they are coming out for those two nights and you're like, okay, it's going back on. Trust me, you try that again in three months. If they are ready cognitively, which you know as the parent, and behaviorally to handle that, you know, that boundary, 
they're going to take you seriously. Because last time they told you, you told them you were going to put it back on and you did. You put it back on for three months, right? They know you're not playing around when it comes to this. And if there's one thing our kids need, it's to know that we're not playing around. It's not to have empty threats constantly thrown at them that leads them to just not know what we're going to do and not frankly respect what we're saying. Okay. That's great. Last little piece I will share with this. If you have siblings sharing a room and one of them is under four or one of them is not able to follow this rule if they're over four, I would still keep the door monkey on because it's a lesser of two evils to me, right? Like preferably I would like an older kid not to have a door monkey on. Like we want them to have autonomy. I need to do an entire separate podcast on your autonomy at home matching your autonomy at school. I was talking to a client about that yesterday too, and I think it's an important piece. I digress, but to me, it's a lesser of two evils. Like I do not, if you have a a four-year-old and a two-year-old sharing a room, door monkey's on. We do not want the two-year-old free-balling around your house just because the four-year-old is theoretically old enough to handle that responsibility. The other thing is too, and this came up because I I have some clients in plan right now, where this was the situation. It was a three it is a three-year-old and a five-year-old who are sharing a room. And the five-year-old is better at respecting the boundaries. He also is tall enough that of course they're not using this product anymore, but the product they were initially using, um, he was able to unlock it himself. Right. He could reach up and reach it. And he didn't even necessarily want to come out, but the younger sibling was like goading him to open it. Right. What three year old is not doing stuff like that. Right. So even if like you're like, oh, but the older one can just get out on their own and, and lock it if they need to pee. Yeah. And now the little one is going to come out with them and like be cajoling them to open it for them and all that stuff. So so moral of the story, if you have two kids and one of them really needs it, I would keep it on until you feel confident that both of them are capable of this process. Right. Going through this, not having the door monkey. And then, of course, you do the same steps that we talked about before. So I hope that was helpful. For those of you who have the door secured, good for you. I hope it's going great. And now you know exactly how to end it when the time is ready. See you guys next week. Loving the snooze button? Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And please leave a review. I will read it and internalize it. So make sure it's very glowing. If you're interested in working with me or learning more about my courses, head to brittanysheehan.com or follow me on Instagram at Sleep.